What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Doing good. Uh, finally in the office room. Uh, not complete, but finally in here, which is nice. There's actually light. It's a mirror. Yeah, it's very bright. It looks like you have one of the ring lights because it's so I bright in there. don't. I actually have like a $10 lamp from Target, but works. All right. All right, that's good. I mean, the ring lights creep me out anyway. Yeah, they're so I, weird. I, I was watching a video. This is super off topic, and we don't have time. But a, a guy wearing glasses, but he had a ring light behind him, yes. and so it looked like he was a bug. Uh, yeah. Because it like, reflects the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, uh, we have a lot to get to in this episode, so we're going to cut the cut the BS to start um, because we are going to be talking through the AFC West. Uh, and the depth charts for fantasy and kind of discussing what some of those rooms look like. We're kind of going to speed through that, though, because we are doing a Scott Fishbowl 12 mock draft. Both of us have the opportunity to play in Scott Fishbowl again this year. This will be our second year in the actual uh, Scott Fishbowl. We did the satellite, I believe, the year before. So it's yep. three years total with this like scoring format, at least. Um, so we're going to go through all 22 rounds. We are both picking at the 111. So we are going to pick together and we haven't done a mock like that in yep. a year. <laughs> so in about a year, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But first, obviously we do have some news, uh, because Baker Mayfield finally got traded. We've been talking about this every week for the last 10. I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, but he was traded to the Panthers for a fifth it is a conditional fourth if he meets, I believe, 70% playing time. It's kind of like the Wentz deal, except with day three picks instead of day two to day one picks, which is insane to me. Uh, Randy, initial thoughts, what, what, just how you how you feeling? What's the vibe? Uh, it seemed like the inevitable spot. It didn't seem like the Seahawks were – the Seahawks were the better fit for success, I think, but – it didn't seem like either side really was going to work out that way. Uh, I thought this was the conclusion for a long time. I just finally pulled the trigger on it, which is good. I'm happy it's done. I'm hoping, um, you know, by next week we have Deshaun done. We can just have everything clean cut and ready to start the year. But <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. yeah, especially, I mean, we're heading into drafts now too. And yeah. I think for fantasy – I mean, this is massive. I moved. I didn't know when Baker was going to play. I had him kind of ranked outside the top 32 quarterbacks. Now I don't see a world in which he loses the job to Sam Darnold because yeah. he's a much, much better quarterback. Uh, and so I've got him up, a, I think, quarterback 22 or something like that, 20, 21. But yeah, I don't see him, like even for this draft, uh, the fishbowl, I don't see him moving up boards a lot from where he already is, maybe just slightly up. So yeah. I, I think it's a good value there. 
Yeah. Well, and we'll talk about the the SFB 12 scoring and why Baker might not be the the best of the quarterback picks, but uh but yeah, so my I mean my general thoughts it's a it is a sneaky good fit. I have seen a lot of people saying, well the Panthers don't have an offensive line. Yeah, they do. We we, we haven't caught up to that yet, but they drafted yeah. Ikiaquanu, they signed Bradley Bozeman, they signed Austin Corbett. They have uh Taylor Moten at right tackle. Their left guard is Brady Christensen, who had good snaps out at tackle and was very good in, in those instances. So they do have a decent offensive line. I would say top top 20 offensive line. It's not going to yeah. be great. Um, but, I mean, DJ Moore, I, there's been a lot of debate that is DJ Moore the best receiver that Baker has ever played with. Yeah. I, think, I think it's close, right? I mean. I think it's close with first-year Jarvis. And maybe first year Odell. It was just the May, connection it just, wasn't there. Uh, it's hard to even count Odell. <laughs> it is. Like, at, not, not uh, to neither Baker or his fault. Just with injuries, it just never worked yeah. out. It, it never meshed. And so I would argue, I think that DJ Moore is the best receiver. And I would also argue that uh, Christian McCaffrey is the best weapon he's ever had out of a backfield. So, yeah. A lot, lot of good things for Baker. I think it's going to be a good fit. I think he's going to play well. I think he's a good quarterback still, so sue me. I don't know. A lot of people are making jokes about him, but here we are. I'm just glad, like right. you said, it's done, and then we'll find out the Watson news hopefully in the next week, and then uh, we'll be ready to rock for the, the NFL season. So, All right. Any parting? Uh, any other no. news that we need to talk about? I don't really think anything pertinent. No, not really. That's okay. That sounds good. All right, let's get into the AFC West depth charts then. Uh, and we are going to start with the Denver Broncos. So running back room, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, Damari Crockett, and Tyreek McAllister. Kind of a shallow running back room heading into camp. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them add just a camp body. Uh, wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Seth Williams, Kendall Hinton, Travis Fulgham, Tyree Cleveland, Montrell Washington, Trey Quinn, Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, and Caden Davis. And then the yeah. tight end room. Didn't have What's enough that? spots left at the wide receivers for another running back. My God. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of wide receivers, which is crazy because they have a really, really good wide receiver. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, then at tight end, Albert uh, Akui Boonham, I think. I don't know. I always screw it up. Uh, Greg Dulcich, Eric Tomlinson, Eric Saubert, Dylan Parham is listed as a tight end. The dude played offensive line in college, though, so I'm really unsure as to like what his role will be. Um, it felt weird to type it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I think he's the swing tackle this year, so they also have a tight end. It's kind of like so George Fant, I think, did that when he yeah. first came into the league with, I believe, the Seahawks. So it's kind of like that, but Parham is going to play offensive line, I believe. And then Rodney Williams is also in the tight end room. So my first question, obviously, the, we have two big questions here. We're going to ignore the tight ends, I think, uh, because I think for right now, we think Albert O is probably going to take the lead to start the year. Do you see Dolchich taking over at any point throughout the year, this year? I don't know about taking over, but taking a role, yes. Yeah, uh, I he's, agree with that. He's an efficient blocker. I think he's a good pass catcher. So I think he takes enough snaps away that Albert O isn't, you know, what we thought before the draft he could be. Uh, but he is a, a really good athlete still. So, yeah. Yes, I agree with that sentiment. But let's move over to the running backs where 
Uh, a lot of people were really excited for Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon took forever to sign, and then Melvin Gordon ended up coming back. And so this is still very much so a two-headed monster, but with a different scheme, with a different quarterback, and with year two Javante. So my question here, Randy, how do you see the backfield split going in 2022? Um, I'm just going to keep it the same, <laughs> which was about like 55-45 in favor of Javante. Uh, at the end of the year, I should say. But yeah. uh, historically, Russell Wilson's had more of a Melvin Gordon than a Javante. But, I mean, yeah. Javante's better, uh, you know. Not that Melvin better. Gordon isn't still really good. It's just Javante's got the fresher legs. So he's just more explosive still. Um, and both are good pass catchers. So... Uh, I'm just, you know, I think it's the freshest guy. And fortunately, Melvin Gordon usually took a little bit more of the goal line touches. So we'll see. That's where I think the the shift will be. I think Javante is going to get the passing work. I think that um, I, th- I think that he's going to be the primary back. I, I think I have it like in terms of overall touches, like 60-40 this year, where Javante takes a larger role. I do think that the that Javante is going to get a little bit more goal line work because he, sh- he should, that's the type of runner he is. He- Melvin's good too. I mean, Melvin hasn't lost it the way I thought maybe he had um, heading into last year, but he's still a good running back. This is a nice little two headed uh, duo that should be, you know, efficient. They should be a really good running football team. Um, the wide receivers are the point of contention. I got absolutely just demolished on Twitter over the weekend for a Jerry Judy take. Uh, Yeah. I know we're on different ends of the spectrum here, but uh, so Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, those are the main three. You've got KJ Hamler vying for snaps. He's kind of, he he had a decent rookie year and then he got injured early last year. Um, But I think Hamler's going to have some type of role, whether it's just a field stretching role or whatever, but Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, who's the wide receiver one, two, and three in terms of targets when the season ends? Ready, go. Um, that's a fantastic question. I think I have them pretty much locked uh, together, Sutton and Judy. Uh, okay. But if I had to guess before the 10 seconds that it takes to pull up, I would say Judy slightly takes it. Um, okay. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just how I have it projected. Um Sutton's more of a big play guy where, you know, Judy a little bit. I actually have Sutton with more targets and Judy with more catches and more yards and and one less touchdown. Okay. All right. We can, we can rock with that. I was going to pull mine up really quick because I forgot to load them up, but uh, I do have Sutton as the clear leader in targets. Um, And I actually, I have Judy and Patrick eating into each other because because I think that they will use some 12 personnel still. They are going to run heavy 11 personnel. This is not the Broncos offense of last year. And so you're going to see Judy on the field a lot. But when they go to two wide receiver sets, I think that Patrick is the guy that might be on the field a little bit more. And I think snap-wise, um, I, th- I think Judy's just a slot receiver. And that's fine. And he can be good in that role. I've been getting 88 targets. So he's still getting a nice little target share. I think the Broncos passed the ball more this year. But I am down on Judy. I just think uh, we need to see a little bit more before I feel comfortable. Huh. Well, uh, I don't think he felt comfortable enough. Uh, seems that he's gone. 
Uh, we we have said that we're on different sides of this. I, I'm definitely uh, more of a Judy guy. Uh, I have him at like 114 targets. So uh, yeah, it was like you're definitely you're so uncomfortable. You left. Um, yeah, it was that was pretty rough. I don't know what <laughs> just happened, weird. but uh, but yeah, what I was saying is I just you know I'm not comfortable drafting him where he's going in drafts. So I'm I that's guess fine. I would call myself out on Judy this year. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Uh, all right, let's move over to. Do you have any other th- thoughts on the Broncos? No. Okay. Let's move over to the Los Angeles Chargers. Hopefully my internet doesn't cut out like that, and uh, hopefully I can stay in here for this one. But uh, running back room, Austin Eckler, new addition, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, Bloody Brown, and Kevin Marks Jr. Uh, Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, DeAndre Carter was a new signing this year, Michael Bandy, Joe Reed, Jason Moore, and Maurice French. And then tight ends, we've got Gerald Everett, Donald Parham Jr., Parham Jr., Trey McKitty, Hunter Camp Moyer, Stone Smart, and Eric Cromenhoek. Heck, I don't know. Uh, questions here. So I think we'll start with wide receivers. With uh, so Mike Williams actually was uh, fantastic. He was a wide receiver one last year. Um, yep. Do you expect either? Okay, so two scenarios. Do you expect Josh Palmer to cut into any of Mike Williams's work, knowing that Mike Williams just got a massive deal? And then furthering that, do you expect Mike Williams to have a similar season this year? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think he cuts in. I, I do think he – I think Palmer increases his targets and touches, uh, yards and everything. I just – I have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen barely not reaching their numbers of last year, basically. I just have them kind of taking a small downturn um, – and then I have Guyton taking a small downturn, allowing Palmer to kind of take the next step to getting close to 500 yards um, okay. and 42 catches, four touchdowns. So I have Mike Williams with eight and Keenan Allen with seven touchdowns. Both scoring both those two, 229 for Mike, 255 for Keenan, 115 for Palmer. So good numbers. I, I think you can't really – take down their numbers with this offense um, and what seems to be, you know, a little bit, a pass heavy offense. So I think you maybe slightly down tick him to allow Palmer to emerge slightly, but I don't think he breaks out anywhere near this year. Uh, I wouldn't even, I'm at like 488 yards. So I'd, I'd still be surprised if he gets 500, but we'll see. Yeah. I get that line of thinking. I'm actually a believer. I know they drafted Isaiah Spiller on day three, specifically day three. Uh, But I still think that this team is going to throw the ball even more than they did last year, which was at a crazy rate. Um, I think what they're going to do is say, okay, we're going to score points. We're going to score them like crazy. We're going to have the Tom Brady Bucks model for Justin Herbert, and we're just going to spread it out and throw it. And so I actually think that Palmer is going to be – you know, vying for weekly flex value. Uh, yeah. I have Mike, I have Mike Williams as a wide receiver one. I actually have Keenan Allen taking a step down uh, from his production last year and just losing a few targets to Palmer. That's the guy I think actually takes the hit is Keenan Allen, but I still have Keenan Allen in my top, I think 16 or 17. So uh, I just think that this is going to be an offense that I want every possible share of. 
Um, what are you doing with Everett? Are you interested in Everett this year? I'm interested, I think is like the best way. I have him. Um, okay. Uh, 55 catches, 574, 5 uh, for 142 points. So it's okay. nothing ridiculous, uh, but that is definitely like a, you know, a waiver wire playable tight end certain weeks. I just think Parham and McKitty are going to get enough touches. Uh, Parham we've seen a good amount from, and McKitty they like, you know. I just think they signed Everett because he was, you know, available and he was a good price. Uh, while the other two in Parham and McKinney continue to develop. So I do think they all three get touches. And again, that's why I don't, I think uh, Guyton takes a little bit of a downturn because there's too many mouths to feed and he's not going to, he's going to be the one off the field, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, running backs. Do you see Isaiah Spiller as a uh, fantasy relevant running back this year? By fantasy relevant, you mean, I haven't carried the ball 95 times. So, oh, so no, no, um, yeah, and I, I am deciding if I want to kind of tweak that and give him more takes on from Eckler. Um, I actually have Eckler running more and getting less touchdowns and kind of more targets. I just have his like workload increasing basically because I have him playing the whole year. Instead of right. the 16 games. So it's it's a very slight increase, but if he actually played like another game, this would be a little bit less efficient than he was last year. Um, especially in the touchdown aspect. Because <laughs> I have him going down four touchdowns this year. Um, so I, I think I could realistically take away another 20 to 30 carries from Eckler and give it to Spiller. But I <laughs> I have a feeling I'd probably end up taking like 18 and giving 12 to Jackson too. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Okay. I think that's pretty much it for this offense. This is an offense that you want every part of. I mean, even yeah, all the, all the starters, all this, especially the wide receivers in my opinion. Yeah. I I think Spiller takes a role dynasty purpose wise, but I, I think he's slow to start this year. And then he's just basically taking hits, you know, when they're up, I think they're going to keep Eckler in because he's such a vital weapon to moving the ball through that, the passing attack. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the Chargers. Over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, running back room, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ronald Jones, new addition. Jarek McKinnon is back. Derek Gore is back. They draft a yeah, seventh round, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Tayon Fleet-Davis and Jerry and Ely are a couple more undrafted free agents. Uh, wide receiver room is crazy. So Juju Smith-Schuster is in. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is in. McCall Hardman is returning. Sky Moore was drafted. Josh Gordon is back. Darius Fountain is there now. Justin Watson had some uh, mini camp uh, reports about being really good. Uh, Omar Bayless, Cornell Powell, Gary Jennings. Remember when people were freaking out about Cornell Powell? That's wild. Yep. He, he's all the way down here. Corey Coleman's on the team, Aaron Parker, and Justin Ross, the the dynasty favorite Justin Ross. Uh, Tight ends, um, Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, Blake Bell, Jody Fortson, Matt Bushman, Mark Vitale, and Jordan Franks. Um, I don't even know where to start here. Wide receiver split, I guess, would be the place to start. That's the question that everybody has, and I think that's the hardest question among any team 
uh, in fantasy. I, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I don't know about you. I have, I have Judy or Judy, Juju taking the lead. Um, I do think day one, I'd have him as the most talented receiver and the more consistent target guy. Um, so I have him like with 115 targets, 835, six TDs. Uh, you know, just under 200 points. So a really good, you know, fantasy option, especially where he's going in drafts right now. Um, and I actually, the reason I do that is because I have Sky Moore on MVS with the fucking same stats. <laughs> like literally, I, I, I have them both with 68 and 69 targets, respectively, 45 catches for both, 622 for Sky and 701 for MVS, both with five touchdowns. I like... I think it's a bit of how we always see with the rookies. I think MVS is a better start, and Sky comes on down the stretch, and Juju just keeps his role uh, as the second option of the team behind Kelsey. Okay. Uh, Kelsey getting a boost this year with no Tyreek, in your opinion, or kind of similar to last year? (laughs) (laughs) A boost, you say? So, um, yeah, I have a boost. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think played he played 60 games last year, too. So. Yeah, yeah. I have him at 150 targets, and he had 134 last year. Yeah, and yeah. 16. So it's a slight increase, 1267 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, just killing it. 288, yeah. uh, 340 at a tight end premium. <laughs> yeah. So I, he's going to be the lead target. There's no question. I think he, I think this year he dominates, and this is why we see a start a pretty sharp decline because uh, I think he's going to be, as we've been saying, Damian Harris running to the ground <laughs> while they try and yeah. figure out the receiver room. At, yeah, at this, yeah. I, I think that's a good way to put it. I have him at 155 targets. Uh, I have him at 291 PPR points and 344 tight end premium points. So we're yeah. kind of on the same wavelength there. I just same have a couple thing. more catches and. Maybe the extra touchdown, probably, because I gave him 10. Um, In terms of the receivers, though, so... I think he has 10 total for me. I think I gave him a rushing, too. Okay. You're you're getting sneaky out there. Well, he Um, does. They do the the shuffle. A little. I know. Um, Yeah. On two-point conversions, I am that, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, Wide receiver room, the split I have is just funky, and I don't like it. And I love to establish someone as the number one, but I just don't think that that's going to be the case. Patrick Mahomes even said throughout this offseason, he said, we're going to spread the ball out. The offense isn't going to be the same. We're going to do different things. We have to. And they do have to. So I have Juju at 95 targets. Second, I have Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 81, and then Sky Moore at 77, and then McCall Hardman at 76. So I have the four of them all above 75 targets. And so Damn. the problem, I know. How do you was, do that? So how many how many attempts and completions do you have for Mahomes? Because I, I have a downturn on Mahomes slightly. I do too for the team where I took some – so they got rid of Daryl Williams. Well, they didn't get rid of him, but he was a free agent. They added Ronald Jones. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire being healthy, he's going to see a few more targets, but I also just don't think that the running back targets are going to be there as much this year. I think that they will use McCall Hardman in, in situations like that um, if they want and get him out in the flat because he's got the speed and, and things like that. Ronald Jones isn't taking the Daryl Williams targets, and so I kind of pulled from there and – 
just made the receiver room a more heavily targeted room compared to what it was last year. So, okay. So how many attempts and completions do you have? Oh, sorry. I didn't even answer that. So I have uh, 629 and 411. Okay. So 411. I have more. (laughs) I have 633 and 418. Okay. Uh, But I I have Clyde getting a – 40 catches and McKinnon, I actually have at 35 because I think he gets used to get him out as well. Yeah, that's fair. I will say too, I mean, Juju, Sky, Valdez Scaling, and Hardman all finished uh, at, at least eight fantasy points per game. Not what you're really looking for. Uh, and three of them are just in the nines. And so not ideal. Uh, so no one, no one breaking out basically, except for maybe it's slow to, slow to the sky you know right and he just breaks out but which is kind of what i have maybe down the stretch but i also have him just uh just more yards um similar catches to juju so it's it's a tough room to figure out that's for sure uh ronald jones have a role you think he has a role yeah i I actually have him uh with 139 carries 600 yards so I gave him respect. 170 carries, 730 for Clyde, though. Uh, so uh, I think they both get five touchdowns. I do think this is a little bit of a split backfield because we haven't seen enough from Clyde, but Clyde's at least a dual threat running back. Uh, so I have him at uh, 181 PPR points uh, and 10.6 per game. So that's a reliable back. It's just not a great back. That's, that's pretty fair. We're similar. I have Clyde playing a few less games, but uh, and then Ronald Jones getting more touchdowns. Yeah, it, which is perfectly fine. It's just I, I'm not playing that game unless I know for a fact or it's assumed that they're going to be, a, you know. Right. Yeah, I get you. All right. Uh, on to your favorite team in the world. Uh, probably right. legit. Like right now, probably that is the truth. Uh, but the Las Vegas Raiders are up next. The running back room, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Samir White, Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, and Britton Brown. Wide receivers, uh, newcomer Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, Mac Collins, Tyron Johnson, DJ Turner, Dylan Stoner, Jordan Vesey, and Justin Hall. Jesus. Uh, and then tight ends, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Jacob Hollister, Nick Bowers, Jesper Horstead, a Bears legend, uh, Justin Fields' favorite, and uh, Cole F- Fotheringham. So, uh, I guess to start, I started looking at what this backfield might look like recently. Brandon Bolden, Brandon Bolden is a sneaky, sneaky little guy and ended up with almost 50 targets for the Patriots last year in the McDaniels offense. Do you think that Bolden gets that role or do you think that one of these other guys gets a role similar to that? Or do you think that that's just not a role that this offense has? It'll be a shared role. Uh, I think all four backs get work. Okay. And you're eliminating Abdullah and Britton Brown, of course, right? Like you think Bolden makes the team? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm eliminating them. So I I have uh, Jacobs getting a small increase, just a 245, playing two more games uh, with more backs, keeping them more healthy. 245, just over 1,000, nine touchdowns, uh, down to 40 catches. I think that's just back down to the norm. I think he had a little bit too more than he could handle last year with Kendrick Drake going down at parts. Uh, no other backs really besides Richard to help out. 
So uh, one receiving touchdown as well. So I, I do have him at 223 PPR points. So less than he scored last year, but still a really good back. Um, Zemir White, I have 71 carries, 305 and three scores. Kenny Drake, 90 carries, 377, three scores, 31 catches, 222. And then Bolden, 35 carries, 140, uh, 18 catches, 170. So just literally a complete split with Jacobs being the lead horse, which is what they're going to exactly fucking do. Like that. Like I'm not trying to be cocky here, but this is the, it, it's going to be different. I, I 100%. I won't be exactly right, but this is what's going to happen. Everyone's going to eat. Jacob's going to lead. I have, I have a split as well, uh, but I split it a little differently. So I have Jacobs still with the lead, but his carries and yards coming down. Touchdowns also coming down because I think Zamir will be used in in some of those roles as well, just a little bit. He's uh, so efficient on the goal line, man. He is, he is for sure. And I think that I mean I have him getting some receiving touchdowns, which he didn't get last year, which was strange. Um, so I have him kind of making up for it there. Uh, the area that I think we differ in is I have Zamir White getting 125 carries and for over 500 yards. Um, so what do you? So what do you have Drake getting? Because not much. So I have him getting so 43, 43 for 205. I have him being efficient, but um, – and then I don't have him having a prominent pass-catching role because I see Jacobs and Bolden in that role. So I think strange. Drake's the best pass-catcher of the whole room, though, and I still have him as the second most catches. Don't get me wrong. It's just like Jacobs is going to be on the field the most. There's no question. Um, yeah. I, I just yeah, think yeah, he – I think he maintains a role. He's got the money still on his side. I know it's not the same regime, but they're going to at least run him in the ground. You know, like there's <laughs> that's the regime they come from. This guy, I think it's his last year on his deal. I think they uh, use him and use him as the change of pace, especially early on. Zamir is not ready by any means. Uh, so I think, I think he takes a little bit of downturn. Where I think you're closer is if Jacobs goes down for two games again. Then I think Zamir takes a bulk of the carries for those games. That gets him closer. Where I'm like seventy something, I think he gets a hundred, hundred plus. Then that makes sense. Uh, wide receiver room. A lot of people are leaving Hunter Renfro out for dead. Uh, we've had this discussion about uh, you know we. I think when we did our dynasty tight ends, um, we talked about Waller and and why I think that Waller is kind of now on the back stretch of his career where he's not going to be that dominant tight end that we know him to be because he hogged targets one on the outside. I still haven't getting a lot of touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. Um, but with Devonte Adams in town, Hunter Renfro still fantasy relevant in your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So uh, I have him. Yeah, you're good. So I have him uh, 122 targets. So just coming down a few uh, 97 catches, a uh, thousand yards, eight touchdowns. I actually have his yards per reception coming up because I think this offense is going to be more efficient. They're going to be able to get him the ball uh, with more space to work with after the catch because Devonte Adams is going to pull some coverage. Uh, and then I have Hunter Renfro finishing in my top 20. I have the Raiders finishing two wide receivers in the top 20. So how many points did you give Renfro? Did you say? 246 PPR points, average of 14 and a half. So down from last year. But okay. still good. So this is the one I've been struggling with. Um, I've been struggling to find the targets because I, I think he deserves them. Um, 
but I obviously ha- you have to give Devontae targets, and I have it as a downturn from last year for him, uh, but still the wide receiver three, because um, <laughs> you know it's Devontae. So, right. and I think with Keelan Cole and Matt Collins and Robinson, it's not like the the a trio of really good receivers, but it's receivers that Carr can work with for sure. So I think they get some work. I think Foster gets some work. And with the amount of passing work I gave to the running backs, it's kind of like, how do I get Renfro up there? I have him as wide receiver 27 right now, and I want to get him higher. It's just I'm trying to find it. I have 107 targets, 85 catches, 922, and six touchdowns. Uh, so it's still a very, you know, incredible 79 catch percentage. You know, that's Renfro. He's not fucking dropping shit. But 212, 12 and a half per game. I, like I said, I think it should be higher, but I also don't have Carr like making some extenuous leap and throwing the ball because this is still going to be an offense that runs the ball heavy. Yeah, I actually had his attempts coming down this year just being more efficient with him. Um, yeah. And not even that much more efficient. I had Carr kind of leveling off and still just being really freaking good. Um, yeah, I, I, so, was, I was completion percentage lower. But I mean, obviously, I'm scoring more. It's just, yeah, the touchdowns so, are up. But, you know, so I I really just don't see a wide receiver three that gets meaningful targets in this offense. I have I think a combined like 40 catches between maybe maybe a few more, but 40 catches between that group of wide receivers after, and then I also have Waller's targets coming down, like I just talked about. Yeah. So so that's where well, I that's we that's probably where we differ slightly. I have. Um, Looks like 59 between those three receivers, 59 catches okay. um, with about, uh, you know, 100 targets split between the three. So I think I could probably take away 10 from those and give it to Renfro. It would boost the number slightly. But I have Waller at 129 targets, 81 catches, 992, and five. Oh, I man, am, you're still I'm in still on with Waller. it, man. I'm not – I'm not one that's going to be with the argument that Adams is here, so Waller won't be a good option. Waller now gets singular coverage, and he gets to face linebackers again, which he hasn't for a year and a half. I think he dominates with the full season. Um, And, you know, middle-level touchdowns for a top-level tight end five is, you know, four or five is the average. (laughs) Um, And, you know, even if I I thought about getting – I even had the targets kind of, or the catches kind of lowered than what he should get, but he's also a really good open field tight end, so the yards can't really come down. It's yeah, it's tough. I have a, I have him actually being more efficient uh, after the catch and just in in his usage. Like he was very much so. He wasn't a possession guy. Like he ran nine routes against corners and won all the time. Um, but he also is now going to get the ball, like you said, with with more space to work. So I think Adams's presence and Adams is going to get his. I, that's something we haven't. I mean, we've mentioned it, but he's still a top ten wide receiver with Carr. I mean, yeah, people I, are saying, I well, Renfro three. and yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are saying, well, Renfro and and Waller are the favorite targets. No, Carr and uh, Adams were uh, a tandem well before those two. So yeah, I think I mean, that th- they're uh, right. Those. Those are his favorite targets, but doesn't mean Adams won't be. It's going to be just them three. It's going to be the focus of the offense completely. Uh, They're going to be tough to guard, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I have Waller at tight end four. Um, Still respectable. Like you said, 
like there's it for me it's hard to I don't want to take away from Waller to give to run for I don't want to take away from Adams to give to run for I don't want to take away from the backs to get to you know so I do think Renfro should be higher. I think he is a, a top, you know, at least 22 uh, wide receiver, at least 24, I guess I should say. Um, but I just – I have a struggle to find it in there. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for our AFC West breakdown. Um, right on cue, we uh, we have the alarm sounding. So yeah, – so, yeah, so this is a good opportunity to kick to Randy to kind of describe what – so Scott Fishbowl, what it is. Um, for those of you that don't know, you might not know. We've talked about it every year, but um, if you're new to the show or anything like that, uh, we – Scott Fishbowl is the largest charity fantasy football league in the world, I believe. Um, it is completely free. It brings together thousands of people to play fantasy against each other. There are live drafts all over the country as of this year, which is freaking awesome. Uh, it's housed on my fantasy league and uh, it's got a theme every year. And it's just a really, really good league in terms of what it, the cause is, what, what it is for. Um, yeah. And so it's really an honor to continue playing in Scott Fishbowl each year. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely different with the scoring. And so that's where I'll, I'll kick to you to kind of describe why that's the case. Why, what is different? etc. Yeah, so it is kind of a it is a almost like full like kind of flex position roster as well, so it's very strange. Um you can start one to two quarterbacks per week, you can start two to six running backs, three to seven wide receivers, one to five tight ends, zero to four kickers, you have 11 bench and you start 11 in total. So you you got to out of those, you have to start at least one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end. Besides that, you make up the numbers past there. Uh, it is very weird and very difficult. The kickers come into play at different times. So uh, scoring, um, you know, uh, so big thing, quarterbacks, six-point passing touchdowns, minus four for interceptions, uh, 0.04 per completion or per yards, two points per two-point conversions. Uh, there's actually a completion percentage bonus of over 66 in a game, but you also get a negative uh, 0.5 if you're uh, oh no, you get 0.5 per completions and minus one point per incompletion. So it's a little bit uh, you want safe and consistent quarterbacks, but you also need the touchdowns and explosion. Uh, rushing six point one point uh, per 10 yards, two point conversion, half point PPR in total, half point for first downs for wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. Um, and anything else special? Oh, uh, so actually for tight ends, it's actually full PPR uh, because it's an extra half point there. And then for field goal or for kicking, it's one point for a made field goal, uh, one point for made extra point, and you get decimal scoring for field goal yards. So uh, the example they give, 37 yards is 3.7 points, 24, 2.4. So it looks like you get – one point plus that this year, which it wasn't last year. And last year, the quarterbacks had sacks included. Sack yards hurt you. It's not there this year. So it's a little bit different each year. Uh, I do like this scoring a little bit better, though. I don't know about you. Um, the yeah. other thing, did you did they set an actual theme this year? It was – so the locations was the theme. So the That's theme is, thought. like, different, like, going across – City battles. 
<laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. It, it's uh, the the logo, of, like the Scott Fish Bowl 12 shirt is like a Route 12 it, like yeah. shirt. It, it looks really cool. And that's the other thing with these leagues. If you've never joined them and you love fantasy football, you have to enter each year. But if you're chosen, like it's a community. There's a specific shirt for each, maybe not each division or each location. There will be. There is. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a very, very cool thing. Uh, you get put in like group chats to to talk with your league mates and then also to talk with other people with your pick. Uh, so Randy and I are in the Scott Fishbowl 12 11s chat uh, yep. for, for pick 11, and we need to get to it. So I will say <clears throat> before we do, I do like the scoring better. They The reason the quarterback scoring is so much different is because it's very well known that um, you know quarterbacks should get the weight that, they get in real football, which is they are the most important position and their performance matters the most. And so there is a lot of weight on having a good quarterback. So, And the other thing, decimal scoring is what makes having the kicker actual useful. Uh, so if you're just in your normal leagues <laughs> and they won't get rid of the kicker position, even though you keep telling them to, Try and get it to decimal scoring because I've actually had success in other home leagues where people love it a lot more. Uh, it's I think it's a lot more fun and it makes more sense to me. Like you should get rewarded for the extra points for the extra length of the field goal. It just makes yeah. sense. Yes, and regarding kickers as well. So really, it's three flexes and a super flex in this league, um, but because we are doing our, our mock on sleeper, we just added a kicker slot. So we'll draft a kicker, but we wanted to make sure that the computer also drafted kickers in the way that they will be drafted probably in your Scott Fishbowl draft. Um, and some of these drafts have already started. I think there were three live drafts that happened today, but yeah. the majority of the leagues start next week, all the offline stuff. So, all right. Um, are you ready? Yep. All right. So... We will start the draft. Uh, Randy, I, I think we should maybe talk through a little bit of uh, strategy here. What do you think? Uh, well, strategy is wait and see what comes at us. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, and this is not ideal. I'll run through it. Uh, Josh Allen to start, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Najee Harris. So the top quarterbacks are gone. The thing here is it is from what we experienced last year, what we're experiencing in all mocks that we have seen and are doing, quarterbacks are going to fly. And they have already here. It's You almost want to get a quarterback in the, in the turn here. doesn't have to be both, but you need at least one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I would have Dak and Hurts as my top quarterbacks. With Brady and uh, uh, Wilson and Stafford being right behind, Hertz is the interesting one for Scott Bowl for me because I think he's going to get the first down boost on the ground. He will, and he gets but, the running boost. He's he, <laughs> he he does, but also the incompletions and the the lower completion percentage might hurt him, and then even that out a little bit. Um. I would be good with any of the quarterbacks here, though, and my strategy will mm-hmm. – m- most of the time I'm going to double-tap quarterback here on the, the 111 turn. So. Okay. 
I I'm in favor of the double tap, but I'm also in favor of getting a skill position with it. Uh, okay. Because because of the third round reversal, I, I am comfortable thinking I might be able to get Carr or Cousins. Okay. Um, Who do you want? All right. Yeah, I'll let you pick this. Which I don't know if third round reversal is shown on here. Hold up. Bingo, bingo, bongo. It's there now. You have 10 um, uh, you go ahead and pick. I, you I, have we, to let's pick. Go. I, I can't pick at all. So. Oh God! Well, it's not letting me. Hold up. Go for the pause. We're we're taking Dak. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> we both talked about it. Um, McCaffrey yeah. and Cook off the board after that. So See, now this is where the the double tap comes into play because if we were debating between a couple quarterbacks, like that's where I'd be super comfortable with it. But. Jefferson Chase there as well. Uh, it's very hard right. to pass them up. As well as Kelsey and Andrews, it's hard to pass up. I'm all right with any of them. Um, let's I, let's go Jefferson. I've okay. got Jefferson as my wide receiver one this year. So All right, Jefferson it is. Cool. I, I have been kind of – this is kind of the build I've been doing. Possibly McCaffrey if he comes back to me, but I've been going one of the top two uh, for me, a chaser, Jeff, uh, Jefferson, and then a quarterback usually. Man, Tom Brady is looking really appealing. I mean, that's here. the pick, right? There's just, <laughs> that's yeah. the pick. Like, Diggs is nice. Pitts is incredible. Having Chubb or Javante or Aaron Jones would be great. But getting Tom Brady, uh, it he alone will help balance out the slow weeks from Dak. So, right. yeah, that's starting to do us lethal, uh, different bye weeks, which is key because this is a redraft. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of a lot of players coming off the board. Tyree Kill, Kyle Pitts, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, CeeDee Lamb, Stefan Diggs, Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, George Kittle, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Nick Chubb, Brees Hall, Darren Waller, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, Trey Lance, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm kind of bummed. I think in in the real Scott Fishbowl drafts, you're not going to see Cousins fall all the way to the fourth. So I, I feel okay about it. But um Okay, where do you want to go with this pick? I mean, Cousins isn't bad, but <laughs> uh, it seems greedy uh, and unrealistic. So I think T. Higgins or Cam Akers or Montgomery would be my pick, uh, getting a running back. I would be happy to double-tap running back here as well just to get some depth of the position that we are kind of desperately running out of time to get. Uh, that's what I've kind of been strategizing here if I get the two quarterbacks and the three. Yeah, man, T's a tough one for me because I think with the scoring, like the the first down stuff and the reception stuff, uh, is he going to get the volume? Like, I think Keenan Allen looks pretty appealing here. De- Deontay would be my other receiver. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. All right, I'll flip over to running back though. Who? What running backs did you say you wanted? I said Cam and Montgomery. I think Gibson's and ETN are the next one uh, with, like, Dobbins and uh, Dobbins, Jacobs, and Mitchell as the next tier after that. So the first tier for me would be Akers and Montgomery, specifically with workload and first down and touchdown potential. Okay. Let's go Akers. You down with that? Yep. Okay. Perfectly fine with me. Like I said, I've been consistently kind of double tapping running back, but getting Deontay or Keenan 
or Higgins here makes a ton of sense as well. I have another kind of. How would you feel about? Yeah, I mean, grabbing a stack here. Schultz it's, makes it's perfect a... sense to me. I I've been hoping Schultz gets me in sixth, and it just doesn't work out. So I'm fine taking him here. I haven't been able to get him because I've been waiting. So I think taking him here makes sense, and we can okay. wait on that position then. Yeah, and then we also really we don't could have... just stack that. We could just stack up at that position. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, okay, after we picked Schultz, Travis Etienne, Kirk Cousins, T. Higgins, David Montgomery, D.K. Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, D.J. Moore, Justin Fields, Tuatunga Vailoa, uh, Jalen Waddle, Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Williams. That hurts a little bit. I yeah. would have really liked to snag Mike Williams. Elijah Mitchell, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, A.J. Dillon. Running back here, probably? Um, Probably. I was also thinking Matt Ryan. But I'd be fine waiting and going um, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson or Winston if you want to wait there. So what Man, running back? Even Clyde, like Davis Mills later. Damien Harris here? Clyde or Damien Harris? Yeah. It would be Damien for me. Do you okay. have interest in any receivers here? So Hollywood Brown? I, I do, but I think we could just take the running back and lock it and then take a wide receiver next if we want. That's kind of okay. my – or yeah, Hawkinson if we feel like it. And then he's gone. So um, taking Goddard is a shout here because you can play two tight ends each week. You have the PPR advantage then. Uh, so I think that is a good play. I would say Judy. You're not taking Judy. Uh, so it would be Brandon Cooks or yep. Mooney for me then. So I have Cooks a little ahead of Mooney, and especially for the scoring, I think. I probably do All, too. Um. So, yeah, and we're not going to get Mooney on the, the other no side shot. of things. No shot. <laughs> um, okay, so after that, Dallas Goddard, Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown, Ken Walker, Michael Thomas, Dawson Knox, Chris Godwin, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Zach Ertz, Amon Ross St. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney, uh, Miles Sanders, Drake London, Allen Robinson, Rashad Bateman, Traylon Burks, Mac Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Ryan Tannehill, Oh man, there's some nice receivers sitting here, man. I, you know, there is. Uh, we have two running backs and two receivers, so I don't know about you, but I'd be happy going one and one again. Uh, just keep the balance going. Okay. Um, well, it's it's a discussion. So the only running backs I'd really want are Patterson, Hunt, or Singletary here, because uh, I just rather I'm cool on passing on Pollard. I just don't want to deal with it. Uh, Especially so already just, have two Cowboys, too. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather just take that. Devonta Smith, Juju, Renfro, Davis, Elijah Moore, Thielen, Ayuk, all great. Lockett, you know. Also, Rashard Penning's there. I mean, it'd be a little early, but where we're at on the turn, it would kind of lock it in for us. I like the Penny pick. Um, yeah. I also like Singletary here. Yeah. If that's the case, I'd say go Singletary, and then we can decide if we want to go Penny and okay. risk the wide receiver position for next picks. Okay, let's let's go Singletary here, and then okay. Uh, after that, Zach Wilson, Devontae Smith. That's a kind of a bummer. I was kind of hoping to get Devontae Smith, but I also, man. 
Um, there are a lot of good wide receivers left on the board to where, like, I even think we can get some nice value receivers next time around. Same. So, Penny, that's kind of what I'm scrolling through. Thinking. I think it'd be Penny or Hunt, but at least Penny is a starter. Yeah, that's the thing, though. You think Ken Walker takes over at any point? Maybe, but, I mean, this is our RB4, and if he loses the job, we can drop him. That's true. All right, Uh, Hunter Renfro, Cordero Patterson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Gabe Davis, Elijah Moore, Adam Thielen, Tony Pollard, Pat Fryermuth, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Kosicki, Kareem Hunt, Chris Olave, Tyler Lockett, Garrett Wilson, Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, Chase Claypool, Robert Woods, Jameis Winston. Uh, Wide receivers? I say say we need a receiver, but I say we got to go our QB3 here to lock it in. Who do you want that to be of this group? Daniel Jones or Davis Mills? Daniel Jones, without a doubt, in my opinion. Those are the only two. And then receiver, uh, James Cook would be nice. But receiver, I think Lazard is the pick. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, the farther you scroll, the more likely they get back to us. So it's like, I think of the the immediate group here. I think it's easy, Lazard. He's a wide receiver one. Uh, I don't see that role being taken from him this year. So, yeah. I feel that. All right. Uh, James Cook, Albert O, Cole Komet, Jamison Williams, Alexander Madison, Ramondre Stevenson, Sky Moore, Michael Gallup, Ronald Jones, Kadarius Tony, Isaiah Spiller, Noah Fant, Hunter Henry, Damian Pierce, Rob Gronkowski, makes no sense, Christian Watson, Irv Smith, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, uh, James Robinson, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, receivers are getting a little thin in terms of like yeah. what we would be confident in. You know what uh, I'm confident in? David and Chokey right here. Nailed it. Hit the button. You think, you think, <laughs> you think Njoku over Everett for this year? Over Gerald Everett, yeah. Okay, even with Jacoby Brissett for like a fat portion of the year, he only throws the tight ends. Nail it. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I'm down with that. So David Njoku here in the twelfth. Uh, after the turn, we're looking at Naeem Hines coming off the board and Tyler Higby. So good thing we went tight end there since they mm-hmm. hit another one. I my pick here would be Rashad White. Uh, I know we've we've gotten what one more running back at this point than wide receiver. Yeah, th- I mean at this point it's not that big a deal to be that uh heavy on it. Is there a receiver that's worth not taking that shot? That's that's kind of how I equate it here. Um the only ones that would be close, I think Dotson and Galladay are fun, and Devontae Parker should be in competition with wide receiver one, but I don't think they have the upside talent uh, to have us not take Rashad White and take the absolute shot at a running back uh, being the next James White, you know, right? at least for part of the season. You know, I I don't think it's early, but, I mean, if he takes over that type of role to end the year, we – just we didn't have to do the waiver wire pickup. We did it now. I just want to throw it out there that he's been comped to Debo Samuel by some Bucks writers that have been uh, at camp. Uh, after that, really quick: Rondell Moore, Daryl Henderson, J.D. McKissick, Jarvis Landry, Jacoby Myers, D.J. Chark, Robert Tunyon, Devontae Parker, Jahan Dotson, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Algier, Kenneth Gainwell, Marlon Mack, Gerald Everett, Tim Patrick, Khalil Herbert, George Pickens, Gus Edwards, Jalen Tolbert, McCole Hardman. 
Where do you want to go? I mean, I think we need a receiver because um, we have three. Yeah. So I think we need at least one receiver here. I think Alec Pierce or uh, Osborne would be my picks. Um, Pierce has the better chance to be the wide receiver two of his team, but he's also a rookie. Yeah. Um, those would be my two picks. I would also like to throw um, – John Mechie's hat in the ring, and also Joshua Palmer. I think Joshua Palmer would be there on the next pick if we really wanted him. Yeah, so. yeah, 100%. Man, um, we we picked Jefferson. I don't think it makes much sense to take Osborne. Yeah, let's let's go Alec and take a shot at a different offense. Yeah, and that's what this is. I mean, we're looking at shots here. We're on the 14th round for what it's worth. Um, yeah. So after that, Van Jefferson, Jamison Crowder came off the board. Uh, QB4. It's kind of like I I'm don't really thinking, know what else to do here. Uh, so the only other pick I would make is Mark Ingram. Okay. Um, yeah. Mark Ingram would give us the start of the year, at least for a couple games, uh, to kind of wait for uh, Rashad White. Ooh, he'll probably come back, but Sonny Michelle down here. Just an easy smash for me, but yeah, um, he's. I love Sony, but like he's still not, you know, guaranteed to be kind of like the the leader, you know, behind Edmonds or whatever. So Ingram, we know has a role here, and we know he's going to be kind of the lead guy uh, if any suspension happens. That's kind of where my head goes. But besides that, it'd be Mills. Um, I love the idea of Baker, but well, I was just going to say, what about Baker? You think? If it's Baker, I'd rather wait and see if we can get him next. Which we can, but I also think in your actual draft, you can. Would, yeah. Um, okay. I'm fine with taking Baker. It's just I think Ingram's gone then. And he's probably like, the last running back I want. Interesting. I'm out on Ingram, but I'll defer to you. You can. We'll take Mark Ingram. Um, I mean, for the whole year, I may be more out on Ingram, but... Yeah, well, that's work early. I actually I have that projected well. Uh, Evan Engram, Jamal Williams, yeah. Raheem Moster, Chuba Hubbard, Hayden Hurst. Good God. Uh, Ty Davis, Aren't Price, you Brian glad Robinson, we took a running back. <laughs> good God. Uh, Zamir White, Daryl Williams would have probably been my pick or Sonny Michelle, of course. But uh, Deontay Foreman, Keontae Ingram, Sonny Michelle, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Kasan Haskins, uh, Dearness Johnson, James White, Matt Breida, Trey Sermon, Miles Gaskin. And honestly, there's. There's a starting running back still sitting down here. Um, if we wanted to hit one, Damian Williams. What? Damian Williams for the Falcons. Well, I guess Cordero counts, but like, Take? I don't know. <laughs> well, I actually wait. Let's. Uh, we so we've also here. got KJ Osborne still sitting there. So I, I think we like, take KJ. Yeah. But also, so Mechie. Odell's probably not worth a pick, and Josh Palmer still, still sitting there. I'd rather have Duvernay than Palmer. Okay, well, you're. I think it's James Prochet. We're gonna fight about this. Um, have you seen? Let's go Osborne. Are? I actually think so. Osborne is like a wide receiver handcuff, in my opinion, which is fine. If Jefferson were to go down, we have some level of his production sitting. Oh there. yeah, Osborne would be a wide receiver too at worst. Yeah, and there were times. I mean, he was startable last year. Odell, the first kicker, the the first kicker comes off the board. 
Give me Tucker, um, give me death, please. <laughs> give me Tucker, give me death. You want Tucker? Yes. Are you shitting me? I was gonna say Tyler Bass because the both. <laughs> it probably <Yeah>. both. <laughs> I also think. Uh, no, that's it. I mean, yeah, I'm cool. Let's let's just do Justin Tucker. Screw it. Seventeenth yeah. round. Justin Tucker for anytime he kicks it, it's in. That that's why we take Tucker. We don't lose the the miss points, or we don't that's get miss points. That is true. Jesus, the kicker run. Oh my god! <laughs> Every team because this is the round. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! All right, so kickers all came off the board. So you don't really need to hear. We did. We messed up. So the kicker run went, and then the quarterback run went, and so now I still we think there are a couple. There. Three, yeah. So, so Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett, Marcus Mariota, uh, Mitch Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper sneaks in there to break up the quarterback run, and then Drew Locke, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, or I don't want Jacoby Brissett. I just don't want him on my rosters. Um, <laughs> Desmond Ritter would be my pick, though, even over Geno, probably. I'm just, I'm just passing on the quarterback four right now. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so everyone hates receivers in this mock. Mm-hmm. Do you think Brevin Jordan is a shout here to get our tight end three? We've only got a few rounds left. Um, I think him or Logan Thomas. Hmm. I'm trying to, it's pretty much like all I'm Tommy Tremble. I have a little bit of interest in actually sneaky interest. Tommy Tremble. I think, um, Screw it. Um, Let's get John Mechie, man. Can we just that, get Mechie? So that's why I was kind of against Brevin, because if we get Brevin, I'm not, I don't want Mechie. <laughs> right. Let's let's take Mechie. Also, we can get uh, Kate Odden uh, late. Oh, yeah. Last round, probably. Who's kind of emerging there. Yeah. Um, Logan so Thomas you... comes off the board, and then David Bell. Yeah. So do you want to get one of those tight ends? Do you want to go... Duvernay, do you want to go DPJ? Do you want to go Palmer? Um, or we could go. Um, I mean, I'll we tell you go, who my pick would be here. Who would your pick? My pick would be Pierre Strong, but I know we differ on what James White's role is going to be. And uh, I know that you. My pick at running back ones. would be Damon Williams, Abram Smith, or Mike Davis. Okay. I like. I actually am kind of in on Mike Davis yeah. for At especially the early season. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. I don't really have much interest in. I, I think Snoop Connor is a decent shout. He'll be the tandem while James Robinson works back. I think. Yeah. Oh. Can we just get Josh Palmer? We've talked about him for like five yeah, rounds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what? What are the? You said you want to do Renee. Why don't we just say, okay, screw it. We could get. Are you sure? I mean, I I have Duvernay getting more, I think. But. Well, we'll just get Prochet later and get a little share of that offense. That's fine. Or we don't even. I mean, we might not. We don't need shares. We have have their offense. Besides the one, we have have Tucker. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Samuel, Trey McBride, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cameron Brate, Sam Darnold, Desmond Ritter. Man, 
Uh, Brevin Jordan, Corey Davis, Matt Corral, Sammy Watkins, Malik Willis, LaVisca Chenault, CJ Ozama, Geno Smith, Devin DuVernay, uh, Marvin Jones, Robbie Anderson, Wandale Robinson, Nico Collins, AJ Green. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, wide receiver. So Will Fuller, eh. I think if he lands somewhere, that'd be great. But Kendrick Bourne's not bad. Paris Campbell, it doesn't give us diversification, but it gives us uh, a little bit of a fallback in case Pierce isn't playing well to start and Campbell gets the role. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we can get that wide receiver two locked up here no matter what. Um, Braylon Edwards – or Brian Edwards. <laughs> good point. Uh, <laughs> should get a good amount of targets, but it's kind of hard to see really what's going to happen there. Randall Cobb could get a good amount of targets. Do you want to go full upside though? That's so, yeah, I think we have to. Velas Jones. It would be so here for me would be either Velas Jones or it doesn't sound like upside, but Sterling Shepard um would give us a little bit of a uh, uh, Sterling Shepard is the pick. I did not see him. <laughs> right. Sterling so, Shepard is my pick, yes. Sterling Shepard's one of the best values in fantasy football. He's that, projected to be back by training camp. Sterling Shepard. Now Velas Jones, lock it. <laughs> we took yeah. upside shots at wide receiver. We're probably – and then we have whatever we want the last round. Uh, it's – well, Jacoby Brissett came off the board. So Julio Jones, Jacoby Brissett, Moali Cox, uh, Taysom Hill, Jelani Woods, Justin Ross, Zay Jones, Paris Campbell, Kendrick Bourne, Mari Rogers, Brian Edwards, Romeo Dubs, Adam Troutman, Randall Cobb, Nick Westbrook-Akeen, uh, J- uh, Johnny Smith, Terrace Marshall, Tyler Huntley, James Washington – Donald Parham, I say we take Cade York, the Cleveland rookie kicker. He's going to get a lot of field goals. So, <laughs> I think we take him, yes. but Or Dustin Hopkins. No. Well, I think we take a kicker here. The other people I like here, tight end, Tyler Conklin right now is emerging as lead guy with some injuries to CJ Osama. Uh, Kate Odden, Daniel Bellinger, all good options. Wide receiver, Cedric Wilson. Uh, uh, Tyquan Thornton, I think, is a good upside shot here as well. The three running backs I brought up before, uh, Damian Williams, Abram Smith, and Mike Davis are still there. But, yeah, I think you take a second kicker here, no question. And I think either Blankenship, York, Garibay, Hopkins, yeah. Hopkins is the guy's name. It's Hopkins. So we just talked about how we want every piece of the Chargers offense, and Hopkins counts. Um, yeah. So, I, Max Crosby should be there, but he missed a lot of kicks last year. Mason, not Max. Mason. Max is getting sad. Max Crosby did miss a lot of kicks as well. Uh, <laughs> he didn't get any penalties for kicking because he's swift with it. Um, That's true. <laughs> Snoop Connor was the last pick, so the guy I was shouting out is potential. Um, okay, Randy, you want to read off our roster? Yes, I do. So, Dak Prescott, Cam Akers, Damian Harris, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, Alan Lazard, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny, Tom Brady, Justin Tucker, Daniel Jones, David Njoku, Rashad White, Alec Pierce, Mark Ingram, KJ Osborne, John Mechie, Joshua Palmer, Sterling Shepard, Velas Jones, and Dustin Hopkins. Um, I, I like it. One. The difference I've been doing is I haven't been getting Schultz, and I've been taking either another wide receiver or another running back there. That's the difference in my builds and the mocks right now. 
I love Helen Schultz, man. It's just I do. So I like it, but I also think like so we I think we you know compensated for that pick by taking those upside shots on you know Alec Pierce, KJ Osborne, Mechie, Palmer, yeah. Shepard, where Velas Jones. We'll be able to toss one of those in our wide receiver three if we need, but and Alan Lazard is still, I mean, we both think he's the wide receiver one, but still very much mm-hmm. so a question mark on if he's gonna get peppered with targets. So um that's where I would feel like we have a weakness is at the receiver position. But yeah, we, we definitely want hero wide receiver. Um with <laughs> Justin Jefferson. But see, that's for me the team building, would you rather have Dalton Schultz or would you have rather done let's say double tap David and Joku and Higby or Everett, but then we wouldn't have a shot white. That's the right. That's yeah, the trade off you have to make. It's where you want to take your upside shots later, where you want to propel the tight end. For me, I would have been fine. I love the Schultz pick. I really do. That's the problem. And I think I maybe it's you take Keenan Allen there and you take Dallas Goddard instead of Brandon Cooks. And maybe you're you're feeling a little bit more comfortable on your wide receiver or Deontay Johnson, whatever it felt it was there. So you feel a little bit more confident in your wide receiver too, in your tight yeah. ends, a, a tier down, but not a huge tier. Yeah, yeah, I like I like those strategies, but I will say, I do like going quarterback Jefferson Chase if they're there. I, yeah, I think that's a sound strategy. So. Um, the only and running back CMC, I'm kind of cool with there because I, I think in a tournament like this, it, taking the risk on CMC for the reward is by far the best option. Because yeah. if he doesn't hit, if <laughs> you're screwed anyways, but if he hits, you have a top three running back at the back of the first or early second, which is incredible. Yeah, and you know the Panthers will scheme up some screens for for Baker, so. Yeah, and you know, if that line does break down at times, he'll be looking to dub down to CMC. So, all right, that will do it for our SFB 12 mock draft and our AFC West depth chart analysis. Uh, we will be back next Monday. The reason we didn't do that, it was the 4th of July, obviously. So, uh, it was heavy fireworks night. It would have been just, yes. it would have sounded like, sounded like it a was, war zone over here. It was all night here, too. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little nuts, but. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next Monday with something. NFC West. Uh, Have we done that yet? NFC West probably, or a different uh, NFC division. Um, and then uh, I think it's zero RB. I want to say. Yeah, sounds like something we would do, but because um, we did the robust running backs mock um, and everything, yes. so. So, yeah, um, we will be back on Monday. Randy, do you have anything else to add before we get out of here? Um, so, uh, Thor comes out in like two days. Um, we will I talk about have, that. Uh, we'll see if we talk about that next We probably won't talk about that next week. Eventually. Not that I – we might talk about it, but I don't think we probably do it on here. Okay. Um, I don't know when I'm watching okay. it. Uh I still okay. have to talk to Sweet. His parents are coming up this weekend, so it's kind of gotcha. loose if we're going to have time Sunday to go do it, if it's still available. Uh, so we'll I gotcha. 
I gotcha. I, I'm seeing Thor at four o'clock on Saturday. Um, fun. I will be drinking in a parking lot for the Brewers game. That'll be fun. That'll be <laughs> probably more fun, but who knows? I've seen some mixed things on Thor. I'm a little nervous, but I'm hoping that it's good. I think it will be. Should I, be. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we will be back. We probably won't talk about Thor, but we will talk about football things. Uh, and maybe we'll have some big news with Deshaun Watson's uh, hearing. Maybe not, but yeah, fingers crossed. But all right. We will talk to you guys Monday. For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We will talk to you later. Peace. Uh-huh.